Welcome to the Our Town Podcast, where we connect you to Sacramento. Our Town Podcast is brought to you by the Chris Kennedy team at Reliant Lending, your total mortgage solution. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or refinance, let Chris and his team at Reliant Lending solve all your mortgage needs. Call today at 916-794-0777. So you booked Princeville in, in September? Booked Princeville, um, going up with another couple. We got a, uh, a house that's right on the beach. So there's about, oh, I want to say it's like 900 or 1,000 feet of a private beach. Nice. Ten days, yeah. So it, it's if you go through Hanalei, it's about another 15 minutes out farther. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And um, the friend we're traveling with, I mean, we've done a lot of vacations with him. He has to hunt or fish or do something, you know, and uh, he'll, last time we were in Maui, he was like spearfishing. We're having fresh fish tacos every day. <laughs> nice. Well, he can go out there and hunt the chickens on that island. They're oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, let me get rid of this too. I don't want to distract me. <laughs> I usually work with um, uh, two screens. So I've got one where I can have my emails or information and the other one I have a, uh, my loan tracking system and that sort of thing. So then yeah. everything kind of comes together. But right now when I'm on Zoom, I have to concentrate on the computer. Otherwise it looks like I'm... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is where I'd, if I was wor normally working, I'd be like looking at you, I guess. Still sure, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so did you now, do, are you from Sacramento? Did you grow up here or? No, no, I grew up in, well, uh, yeah, through sixth grade in Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. And then we moved to uh, Mountain View, California. Okay. Okay. And so I finished so seventh and eighth grade there in high school. So how did you end up here? Oh, the uh, I was in banking in the Bay Area, and uh, at the time it was going through a pretty bad recession. Okay. And my son's mom and I, well, we're divorced from her, but... Um, she got a job offer up here doing SBA loans in the last, yeah, and uh, I kind of went, you know, with where we were, her job could replicate our Bay Area lifestyle. Yeah. Go for it. So I ended up commuting for, you know, six, eight months because nobody wanted to hire a real estate guy up here. <laughs> Seriously, portfolio troubles. And so uh, I got a, do you remember Sunrise Bank at all? Wow, uh, that was a long, what was that, the early 80s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My son said, man, you're old. <laughs> Love it. But, but uh, that's how I get up here. And, well, actually, the, um, do you remember Coker Ewing? Even before? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So they had a project off a professional in Roseville, and they came up, and I saw that whole development, and I went, I, I, I still to this day, I remember, um, it was right where I'm going to say Lead Hill and Douglas came together because the Wells Fargo was on that pad. Yeah. The property was just around behind that. Yeah. And I sat there and I went, I was looking at the Sierras, drinking this cup of coffee, looking around, going, the infrastructure's here. This place is really going to grow and it'd be a great place to, you know, raise kids. And by hook or crook, six months later, we were living up here. Nice. Nice. So you were in banking down there. Were you in residential real estate or? No? Yeah, commercial. My, well, in, 
I went through uh, Bank of America's credit training. I was a business banking corporate banking credit analyst. And then um, I wanted to get on the loan side and my area manager put me through uh, the residential and this position opened up in San Francisco in the real estate industries group. And I go, oh, can I do that? And I guess I was one of about you know, a few hundred applications to get there. I didn't know that. I just thought they were hard up for people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, took me, they took me anyway. So uh, that's what started my commercial real estate side. Nice, nice. And then so you end up here in Sucker in the Sacramento area and then uh, and ended up now you how'd you make the jump to doing SBA lending? Oh man. So um, I've been really kind of successful in commercial real estate. I worked for uh, well, I worked portfolios out for a couple of banks up here. Um, then I did some kind of value-added lending, and I've been working for Newmark Realty Capital, which is a life insurance uh, correspondent relationship lending. Okay. And when 2008 hit, it was, uh, you know, the, at, I was going, oh, it's a recession. We'll get through this and um, start going deeper and deeper. And then I was commission only. So 2009, I was like going, Oh, this will be okay. I got commissions first quarter, second quarter, third quarter was goose egg, you know, coming yeah. in place. And then uh, going into fourth quarter, it was like, oh man, got to go back and get a salaried position. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it was tough. Uh, kind of blew through some savings. And then uh, um, I was just kind of going, oh, I don't want to go back. I'm a good banker, believe me, but I don't like the regulated industry. Yeah. So, I just happened to send a friend a resume going, hey, I'm leaving Newmark. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, would you work for SBA? And I went, oh, hell no. You know, I thought they had that disaster group where they kind of send you out where like there's a, okay, there's a, you know, category five system came through and destroyed it and you're supposed to help people. And they said, no, 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 there's this uh, real estate uh, debt refi program coming out. So. I did a year and a half contract with the SBA 504 Loan Center, which wow. I never knew that every loan, SBA 504 loan in the whole um, United States gets approved right here in Citrus Heights. Wow, serious? But I mean, it's in Citrus Heights, so yeah. So my commute was like five miles to the office. Um, you know, I, I could go in there with like shorts and flaps, you know? And, yeah. And, you work from you know, like 7.30 to 4.30 and then you'd probably appreciate this. No evening calls. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even call you during the day, you know, yeah. your extension, but you don't have to answer it. Yeah. And then, and then no weekend calls, you know, so truly, um, uh, yeah. But then after but my, I thought at the end of the 18 month term that, you know, they kind of go, okay, you're done. Goodbye. It's not like that with the government. You could be a non-permanent employee and like hang out there. But I was missing business development and I just happened to be leaving a meeting with the, the head of the um, debt refi program. And I just mentioned, you know, I miss business development. This guy said, you should talk to uh, uh, CDC Small Business. No, I got this other guy. No, he's leaving. So I cranked out an email with you know 15 bullet points of why i'm the right guy and yeah apparently i was so i'm still here yeah so what is, what is, what is the what is the cdc what what exactly yeah. is that right now you're hearing more of the community uh you know 
Center for Disease Control. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not that. Yeah. Um, it's a, called a Community Development Corporation. Okay. So, uh, five, you know, what's it, 501c3, the not-for-profit. And, and so um, it, the board of directors are a bunch of bankers and finance people. And usually um, banks will get together and if there's a CDC information, that, that's really what you have to have. It's um, kind of regulated by the Code of Federal Regulations, but the uh, primary drive is uh, community development, obviously in the name. So when I do uh, owner-occupied commercial real estate loans, I'm looking to get job, either growth, adding jobs, or make sure jobs are staying in the area, or you know, like if somebody was not going to get office space that they might have to get rid of some people or you know like if they don't get this bigger space you know, they're not going to create the other five or ten jobs that are out there so yeah and basically it's the um, eyes and ears for SBA because there's two loan programs the 7a and then the 504 and the 7a historically has been for business acquisition uh, working capital and short-term needs such as that. And the 504 is just for long-term uh, permanent capital, which would be commercial real estate or heavy equipment that has economic lifespans of 10 or 20 years or more. So pretty much what I got to get in this place. Right, right. Okay. So, now, when you, said the, the you, don't, you don't do any of the, you just do the uh, acquisition. You don't, do you do both loans? Um, in a lot of instances, uh, yeah, because, you know, my typical repeat, I have repeat borrowers, but then my kind of primary feeders are bankers and brokers. Okay. You know, some of the bankers and brokers I've known for, uh, <laughs> for many years, like since the 80s. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll kind of introduce me to somebody that is, you know, a you know, prospect as far as uh, going after, you know, oh, They've always dreamed of owning their own real estate in, in, um, in Sacramento. It's still a lot of like people are surprised that uh, for what they're paying in lease rents, they could actually buy something with today's rates. And it's, you know, you get all the benefits of being your own landlord. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was the conclusion that we came up with. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a great program. Um, we have up to 25 year fixed uh, rates, which, you know about that too and uh, um, the way and it does the people kind of always go is this a government handout and so you kind of get the uh, the naysayers kind of going oh you know you're taking advantage it really it costs the taxpayer nothing um, every month what happens is that the venture is sold to investors and it does have the government guarantee on it but that pool of money will fund that month's worth of loans throughout the United States. And so, you know, it's close to you know, anywhere from 700 million to a billion dollars a month. Wow. So uh, it's all pulled together through a, a, a central servicing agent and this debenture is sold and that creates the interest rate that's fixed at that time for the, the loans that are in that pool. And the government puts a spread on there for loan servicing for their guarantee. And then the central servicing agent, which is Wells Fargo. So a lot of people go, oh, my loan is with Wells Fargo. No, it's with the government through a CDC. Gotcha. But 
The big difference between a 7A and a 504 is the 7As are very marketable and there's a strong secondary market for that. So the banks that do a 7A, a lot of times will go out there and sell it to other investors that are gonna, whereas our debenture might be, you know, 1.8% to the investor. Okay. If they buy like a prime plus two, which is you know, what, five and a quarter right now, um, and it's still government 85% guaranteed. So those kind of get bid up by 10, uh, bit, well, 10%. So if you have a $800,000 loan, it's getting bid up to 880, knowing okay. that there's still this, you know, 85% um, guarantee of the original 800. So they're not taking much risk because you still have whatever secured uh, by that loan. So yeah. Now, real quick on the 7A, you mentioned that that would be for uh, if you needed working capital. And what was the other thing? It was uh, acquisition. Acquisition. So acquisition. Would you mean like if 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 we wanted to go buy another business kind of mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, say so, well, you're in the mortgage banking. Yeah. And you find another uh, place where you think you could do management value added. Uh, and you kind of go, hey, you know, it makes sense to buy this other business entity because you're expanding and it's, you know, cheaper than going into a new market and finding office space, going through the process of acquiring, you know, talent and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Okay. And is there, what now, what is typically on a 7A? Uh, and the other, uh, what, 504? Do I have What are your down payment? What does a typical business person have to put down on these two types of, of loans? Now, on a like, startup, I'm not uh, professionally geared to tell anybody about what to do with 7A. I know enough to where I can gotcha. introduce people to 7A lenders because they will eventually bring me a 504 loan. Okay. But I know uh, 7A is typically 85% guarantee uh, as far as the loan amount. And then they will go after, depending upon the risk, if um, like a, a business acquisition, they might actually do 70% of that. 85% of that 70% is government guarantee. Gotcha. With the SBA 504, it goes up to 90% of the total project value. So the total project cost can include the real estate acquisition, uh, tenant improvements to make it fit for that buyer. And then also at that time, I always tell people, if you're going to buy any equipment, do it now because you'll get the, you can put it into the 25 year amortization. Wow. So an example of that is uh, down in the central Valley, there's a plastics manufacturer and they've been going for a few years and the SBA isn't for a loan where, you know, my God, I can't get bank financing. It's, it's you know, it sucks, but I'm going to go to the SBA. It's no, it's what we want is uh, the business that's been successful for, you know, a couple of years and banks still aren't ready to take the leap. Okay. And then they come to us. So this plastic manufacturer, they actually had been in the business. They bought another entity, moved it to the um, Central Valley, and they were, I want to say they were in about 30,000 square feet, but there's going to be a huge expansion for what they're doing. And they went in, they came and said, hey, we want to construct a 60,000 square foot light industrial building and do specialized tenant improvement because a lot of power, special air, and that sort of thing, because they do a lot of uh, 
medical type spec. Gotcha. And went, okay, so it didn't, the appraisal when he started was about six and a half million dollars. During that time, your concrete, your steel and everything went way up. And they're yeah. kind of, oh. So we went back and had it reappraised and the appraisal came in at $7 million again. And so we're kind of, okay, we still can do 90% of that because now I'll get to the criteria there, but, um, and it's going along, it's very close to, you know, walls up, the slabs down. And they came back and they realized that, hey, solar energy, can you guys finance equipment for us? It's like, yeah, especially you're going to attach it to the real estate and, you know, it's going to provide 30, 40% of their annual energy costs and it's sustainable. So we gave them almost another million dollars to do that. Okay. So you can go back and kind of readjust the numbers yeah. as the project's kind of coming along. Yeah. It, and if you, I've been in construction for, okay. I used to say 30 years is closer to 40 now, but um, uh, I've never seen a project yet where they came in with a, the list, you know, your line item costs. And then at the end of the project, they, well, nothing changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, not one. So, yeah. So uh, the criteria with SBA 504 is if you've been in business successfully for two years, you can get up to 90% of project costs. Okay. If you're under two years, you can get 85%. Okay. So you add, you add 5% on if you haven't been in business for two years. You still got to have projections and good assumptions and that sort of thing. And then we also end on what you call limited use or special improvements. Um, you know, like a, a car wash would be a good example. You can't use it really for anything other than a car wash. Yeah. So if you were somebody who's expanding, I would say you can go 85%. But there's, a, you know, there's all these little rules within the government, whereas if you have one other loan outstanding and it's secured by a special property like that, you can only get 80% financing. So then within the two loan categories, you have a $5 million cap, right? With the SBA guarantee, except for with the 504. So if you're manufacturing with a, you know, 31 or 33 NAICS code, uh, you can get more money. There's also within the public policy energy program back at the SBA 504, and this is great for people doing big projects, you can get up to another $16.5 million uh, of SBA financing. And so an example there is uh, um, there's an assisted living project in Lincoln that I helped. The first phase was perhaps about $16 million. Okay. I did a, you know, and you can go up to five and a half million dollars on a debenture, which nets out about five million three fifty to the borrower. Right next door, one was memory care. Next door is the assisted living. So I did another five point five million dollars right there. And so he got solar power, which puts about forty percent of energy. You only need to be over fifteen percent, but he saw that it made uh, economic sense to go bigger. Yeah. And, and so then I got him another $11 million in finance. So. Okay, so uh, we have a mutual client, Danny, right? Hotel guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, a uh, one of those hotels? They're like uh, extended stay or, or comfort in. Comfort suites, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've done loans for the hotel, <clears throat> excuse me, the hotels for him? 
Yes. Okay. And acquisition on a hotel cannot be cheap. Um, so what, what kind of bones <laughs> on that? Is, is he maxed out? Is he capped out at a certain point? Uh, yeah, that's where I was saying that, that $5 million level. So okay. it would be $5 million worth of SBA loan. So if you look at that, you know, you could have, you know, what is it? Whatever, 50%. So you're looking, if you look at $10 million, you know, you know, $5 million bank, $5 million. Uh, so you're probably up in the words of 12 million. Yeah. Um, unless you go to the sustainable energy and then you can keep tapping back to that you know, almost 16. So you could all, essentially end up with 21 and a half million dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, that guy's, he, he's got a kind of a neat story about coming from at nothing and you know, he's got how many, he's got quite a few hotels, right? Like uh, He's got, um, I know he divested of the ones um, back in Oklahoma and I think Oregon now. So he's- Okay. I, I know of at least three or four that he does have. Yeah, he was like the Monopoly guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he and his wife are hands-on operators. We love that. Yeah. I mean, they very much, he's all over. He's a, he runs with a, um, not a top tier flag, but the middle kind of tier flag. Yeah. But bottom tier or, you know, non-flagged. And so that has certain levels of risk in it too, because, uh, you know, you have a lot of uh, affiliation in kind of people tend to take one hotel and they like that. So they're, you know, they get comfortable with it. And so they seek out the same hotel in any other place to go. Yeah. 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 They, good uh, yeah. Yeah. And I always see his car like out in front of whatever hotel that it is that he yeah. he's around. Yeah. And that's why I like it. And, and he has, he's that like, he, if you look at hotel, it's kind of a business and real estate. Yeah. The ongoing concern about can be uh, have way higher valuation, but we look at just the value of the real estate and the furniture, fixtures, and equipment, FF&E. Yeah. So that's uh, what we might do. Now, uh, what would be, who is the ideal, like for you to loan, what is the ideal client for you? Like if people wanted to refer you some business, um, what are you looking for? Um. I, I'm really quick with numbers and, and I'm just looking for transactions that I know will close. Yeah. And um, I'm very honest with people where if they're coming in here, I'll, I'll go, sorry, this is maybe not a good fit for you right now. Or, you know, here's what you need to do to get where, um, you know, what we all dream of is this person coming in who's going to buy a, you know, three to $10 million property, straight purchase, well-qualified, business forever, profitable, blah, blah, blah. I'm still looking for those too. Uh, so usually what happens is, uh, like here's a good example of um, why I did it and a bank would not do it. Um, there's a guy who had been a regional manager in RV sales and repair and he started noticing that there's certain parts that wear out faster on these uh, RVs. And so, and he looked at the part and he goes, well, I could design that a little bit better. And then he had a manufactured in China shipped to his garage and he started selling them over the internet. Right. So pretty soon, you know, I think in the first year, half a million dollars in sales. Jeez. 
second second year, nine hundred thousand. You know, and then then he got into the million and a half, and all of a sudden his garage. <laughs> you know, you, you've been in relationship, and your garage is like, hey, you you got to move your business to house. You know, let yeah. me get out of the garage. And uh, he ended up um, since he'd been in business more than two years, he bought a fifteen thousand square foot light industrial building, occupied ten thousand square feet of it, leased out you know, 5,000 square feet. And, you know, there you go. Um, another example would be, uh, there's kind of a, uh, a healthy food person who would buy and sell kind of a wholesaler. Yeah. <clears throat> because of the third party warehousing, like your Amazon and that kind of sort of thing, his costs were way high. And so when I looked at his uh, income and expense, I was going, Wow, if you got your own light industrial building and got rid of that, you'd be saving over ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's wow. real money. And um, so at first, somebody else had tried to sell them on a seven A, and I go, you know, I'll get you on a five hundred four. Don't worry, and I'll introduce you to banks because I know everybody who's. I can. It's like when you walk in for a suit or something like that. If somebody came in with you, go, yeah, I got a forty eight extra large for you. Yeah, I'm here, like. You know what you're doing, but at uh, finance salon, I can look at somebody's uh, uh, balance sheet and income statement and go, you fit these two or three banks and they're looking for that kind of product. Yeah. So uh, his own bank had turned him down. And I said, you know, so I'm a, he never heard of me, doesn't know the SBA 504 or anything about that. And I go, um, you know, a broker put him on to me because a uh, sales transaction. And I said, Here, here's what you can do. And, and I said, the bank you're dealing with is known for a 7A lender. You know, sometimes the history is not a good thing when you go back to them because they're too much into the nuts and bolts. Yeah. But I put them together with a, a really good bank. And, and he kept, Dad, you know, in emails. And I, I would just go, man, just, just breathe, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we got this. It's what I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, 365 every year. So, uh, you know, the, the loan closes, you know, and, and he's just happier than Clinton, man. He just kind of goes, hey, and I'm breathing. So, so know, ideally, like you, you, the, the, somebody, when they come to you, they, they should have their P&L should be dialed in, their uh, uh, balance sheet should be dialed in. They, they, they gotta, ha they gotta kind of have their shit together, excuse my language, uh, in order to, to do a loan. They just can't come to you with like some chicken scratch, the paper and a box of rocks, right? Like, well, and, and so I have had people do that. And, and um, there is uh, uh, free counseling from SBA called SCORE. Okay. And, and then there's uh, um, SB Small Business, SBDC or something. I, I know the people in it, but and again, they'll help counsel you as far as is it management, is it costing, is it HR, accountancy, and that sort of thing. And uh, um, my poster children of uh, SBA 504, I've done seven loans with them. And so one was the 60,000 square foot building, and then he does commercial laundry. He came back and goes, there's this tunnel washer I want. And I was going, great, what is it? Yeah, and so I've got to learn a lot of things and people make money in so many different ways. And it was this million seven washer dryer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it has this tunnel screw where it moves all, you know, 
His goal was to do 20,000 pounds a month. He's wow. doing every day. Yeah. So yeah. Now he has three of those machines. He has this system, you know, that moves all the laundry all around. He has these dryers now um, that once everything's kind of dried and thrown in a big heap, you hook it to this machine, it goes through and it knows whether it's a king size or a queen size. It irons it, folds it, and comes out the other side. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. So he went from 40. When I met him, he was in a small place where it's like, you know, old equipment, kind of things leaking a little bit, but they're down to earth, great people, you know, blue jeans, t shirt. And they're going, yeah, we got this dream. And uh, they got to 60,000 square feet, 400 employees. Yeah. And, and they were on track before COVID to hit almost $20 million in sales. Nice. Nice. And that was from, you know, 6,500 square foot lease space. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if people wanted to track you down, uh, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Do you have a website, phone number, email address? Like what, what's the best? Yeah. Uh, everybody pretty much since I got into business, uh, that's my cell phone, but you can't see it. It's, it's invisible. Uh, my cell is uh, 916-847-1815. Okay. And we're still working remotely, and I'm not in Hawaii, but okay. <laughs> nice. But, uh, and then my uh, email address is eryan at cdcloans.com. Okay. Our website is cdcloans.com. And if you're, uh, and the part that um, I don't know, there are people there that do know. There's a thing called the Community Advantage, which uh, goes up to $250,000 under the 7A program. And we okay. have all these people doing that. We have microloans. There's a lot of stuff, but you know, um, okay. I'm fascinated. I'm going, how do we do it? And then we're merging with another entity from back East that does uh, uh, more community-based involvement and help. So. Okay. Okay. No, this is good. This is good. And then, so if they do come in um, and they do want a micro loan or something like that, you you can refer them to the to the right place within the CDC. Yeah, but the best place to do it is uh, you go right into our website. Okay. There, they put some information in there, and they will get you to the right loan officer for what you are looking for. That's and perfect. One will kind of spit out, go, they're looking for commercial real estate, and you know, I've had people from uh, our headquarters is in San Diego. But uh, yeah, I can lend in California, Nevada, and Arizona. Okay. So there's real, that's, you know, I don't necessarily go to California, uh, Nevada, or Arizona looking for loans. We have people. Nothing in Oregon at all? No. I wish. Uh, okay. Wish. You know, no. But there's uh, another CDC out of Spokane, Spokane, however you want to say it, and okay. cover the whole Pacific Northwest. And uh, for everybody listening, because I'm willing to bet because you do have the government connection, uh, if they want to uh, do medical marijuana or anything like that, you cannot do any of that, right? No, not even. There's an entity that came through recently, and um, they do uh, like plastics. And I'm going through their website, and I'm going, oh, what do you mean? And so they have all these certain little things for... Yeah, I, I don't even know all the names, but it was like, uh, it's, gone. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's still a classified drug at the federal level. And, and I understand that, well, you can't even take money from 
marijuana and put it in a, a FDIC insured institution. I know it's pretty crazy. So pretty crazy. The banking rules are about to change, and, and you know you, you're finally hearing it in uh, on both sides of the party that you know we have to deregulate or make it legal, yeah. and it's because they they've been enlightened. What they're seeing is the money in it. So yeah. yeah. I think we'll money see. enlightens everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So it, it's, but everything but marijuana. Yeah, yeah, cool. cool. No, the other thing, no adult entertainment stuff, so, but you know, no that gotcha. either. Gotcha, gotcha. Light industrial building, it does not, no. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for being here. Appreciate that. it, Chris. Uh, seriously appreciate it and uh, enjoy the trip to Hawaii. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Great to see you. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Our Town podcast, where we connect you to the people that make Sacramento one of the top places to live in the country. If you would like to feature your business on the Our Town podcast, email admin at thechriskennedyteam.com. Our Town is brought to you by the Chris Kennedy team at Reliant Lending, your total mortgage solution. Chris can be reached at 916-794-0777. Again, that's 916-794-0777.